What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Mexico Open. Hola, bienvenidos to the Mexico Open 2022. I'm DB. I got Pat Perry with me. We are the Tour Junkies, and we are fashionably late this Monday night. If you're watching live on YouTube, we had some technical difficulties, as we always do. Um, so we're starting a little late. Pat's already pretty irritable and, and just grumpy, I can see. He came in hot from a baseball game, and now he's now he's having technical issues. We're all having technical issues. Pat is going to be fired up tonight. I believe it. What, what do you think, Pat? You good? No, I'm going to be fired up tonight. This is this is going to be a fired up show. It's a Mexico Open. Um, you know, I'm not. I was already texting you earlier. It's hard to get excited about the field this week, but you know, whatever. We're here to bring some entertainment, DB, and maybe fired up Pat is what we need for the Mexico Open. That's true. And, you know, I mean, the Zurich, okay, I just want to say this. I'm so glad we took the week off from the Zurich. Although we didn't quite take the week off, we still put out some videos. But I, I am so grateful for that. And next year, I'm going to – I'm probably going to take the Zurich completely 100% off. I mean, other than Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele winning, yet again, some more favorite short numbers winning, which is always bad for, for our brand. Um other than that, like, what a total coin flip ev- everything was for that tournament. So I'm I'm glad that we didn't do too much there. And next year, I think we'll actually do less. So um, that that's I do want to say that about the Zurich. We we have a, a big week this week though, Pat, because we do have some new content coming coming up coming out this week. We've got brand new blog content coming from multiple different writers this week. Should be up on tourjunkies.com and everything on tourjunkies.com in terms of blog content is all free so get you some of that we're going to have a first round leader article we're going to have a weekly uh kind of game theory strategy type article for dfs and betting uh we're going to have a kind of a look back article on chalk and like winning dfs lineups and uh ownership stuff that went down that's going to be coming in addition to the other amazing content being put out every week on the Tour Junkies blog, including Crazy Marcus has now hit his third LPGA Tour winner uh, for free. You could have read his third grade level article last week and hit a 40 to 1 winner. And it is the third, art, third winner in five weeks, Pat, for Crazy Marcus. Third. Right, good for him. I mean, at least somebody in the TJ organization is hitting some winners. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank God for us. Marcus. I never thought I'd say that. And I mean, it only took him a year to hit one, but now he's rattling off. He's hot now. Ride it, people. Ride. Did the he change trip. the equation or something? Did he start just adding more players so that he had a better chance, or did, you know, is he just yeah. is he just really on a hot streak? I, I don't mean. think he added any more players. He's literally he's just on a hot streak. And you know what's crazy too is I was in a legal betting state last last week, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna fire on some of these LPGA bets because I don't want to fire on the Zurich, uh, you know, outside of a handful, and they they all bombed. But so I picked. Two girl, I picked one girl, Ryan O'Toole, at 35 to 1, and I picked another girl at 40 to 1. I can't remember who it was. Right around the range, because the girl that won was 40 to 1. I think I'm, I only, I didn't pick the one girl in that range that Marcus had. I'm very disappointed in that, but, but props to him. Sorry, I, I didn't pick the one woman. My bad. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I think that they, they all seem like young ladies to me, you know. So, um, I say guys and girls. Sam is very hypersensitive boys. to, yeah. 
things like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he is. It's nice to have Sam back with us, though. Um, it, I feel like it's been forever since producer Sam has been with us. It is. Yes, it is nice. Uh, it has been a long time. I was with producer Sam, though, last week as I traveled to New York City and traveled to Pennsylvania to the site of the very first ever Tour Junkies Live golf event. Uh, and Pat, I got to say, I'm, I'm even more excited than I was when I, before I got there. Had a great time mixing it up with some, you know, good old rural eastern Pennsylvania folks. You ever, be, you ever been up there, Pat? You ever been that way? Um, I have been in Pennsylvania before, and I don't think it was in that same area, though, mm. but I, I could be wrong. Well, we had a great time. Mountain Valley Golf Course is so excited to host the Tour Junkies um, and all of the people coming to play. They're very excited. We talked about, we made a lot of plans for the tournament. Um, you know, a lot of discussion around the Golby's Cup on day one for Friday and the, uh, the uh, daggummit, what's the name of it? The um, support group Saturday scramble that will happen on Saturday. <sighs> made a lot of big decisions. We'll be revealing in bits and pieces here as, as they go. Um, it, but I did pick up on a few things in Pennsylvania though, Pat, I, you know, I, I'm a man of the people. I, I mix it up with the people mm -hmm. and I got to know some people and I really, you know how I love accents. I got to kind of try out my, my Pennsylvania accent and I learned how to say like certain words, um, you know, like Wenda, like a Wenda, like roll your, uh, roll Wenda. down your, roll down your Wenda. And I didn't realize that Pennsylvania was known for like that kind of accent oh buddy like it's not oh, like you were in buddy. like south or north dakota or something like i just didn't oh. think that we would be we'd be getting some accent talk the accents were one of my favorite parts i really enjoyed it in fact i have a uh, i have a sentence that i'm going to read i'm going to read for you in a in my best pennsylvania accent pad you can try to tell me what i said okay you ready for this okay you ready for this <clears throat> Jobot, you guys want to get some quads at the Coney and ride our quads up the Big Dam? Say it one more time. Jobot, you guys want to get some quads at the Coney and ride our quads up the Big Dam? Uh, Joe, <laughs> Jobot. Producer Sam's in the chat telling me it was perfect. Jobot, is that a name or that's like actually something... Uh, apparently you, you said use you said use I which i think use. is you and when i heard my first use that was awesome like i kept waiting on it i kept waiting on it and then finally it got there and this guy was like these guys going out there to play and i was like oh he said it um no joe bot is like uh yo bud kind of thing like yo buddy joe bot you guys want to grab some beers and go to the what the levee <laughs> where what is get, <laughs> get some court get some quartz like court, like beer, yeah, yeah. At the Coney, and ride our quads, our four wheelers, up the big dam. Oh, to the dam. That's right, the levee. So Courts of Yingling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. We, we went to Pottsville, Pennsylvania, where the where Yingling, okay. the brewery is, where Yingling started. Um. Oh, it's so much fun, man. And I got to. Uh, you know what? I'm very disappointed in this. I learned what a pierogi was. Do you know what a pierogi is, Pat? A pierogi. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was some sort of sausage or something, but mm, pierogi. It's like a fried potato, but it's not a French fry. It looks like a it looks like a like a stuffed pasta, but it's like a potato. Anyway, they love them out there. They absolutely love them. I had a lot. Are of fun. you are you are you in a different country? It, what it's is kind going of, on here. Sometimes it kind of felt that way. I mean, I thought you were going to Pennsylvania. 
<laughs> I mean, what well, the hell? parts of Pennsylvania, I think, feel like a different country. Um, anyway, yeah, well, I had no idea what a pierogi was. I fried- uh, look, 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 the person from another country is telling us, <laughs> oh, you don't know what a pierogi is in the chat. <laughs> Uh, AC's in the chat. He's from Canada. He's he's telling us we don't asking us why we don't know what a pierogi is. Well, you're not in our country, so you can't say that. But yeah, I had no idea. I did fry a pierogi though. We t- we took flat pat with us. You know, I took flat pat. That was all over Instagram. We got some videos dropping a flat pat here soon. I think you you'll, you'll get a kick. You guys will get a kick out of that. Um, but yeah, it was a good time, man. I can't I can't say you know I can't say it enough how nice everybody was. And listen. I'm just telling you all, this event's going to be unreal. They actually, Mountain Valley has made an exemption for us, for our event. There will be no dress code at our event. No dress code. As long as your your primary parts are covered, no dress code. And Pat, I mean, this is a good or a bad, I don't know. It could be good or bad. I did want to ask you one thing before we move on. You know, we've got the Golby's Cup, me versus you, Team DB, Team DB versus Team Pat, uh, Ryder Cup style, uh, 18 holes on the Valley course on a Friday afternoon. There's still seven spots, no, six spots left for my team, five spots left for yours. Your ticket includes all your golf Friday and Saturday, your lunch Friday, your dinner Saturday, your lunch Saturday, lunch Saturday, sorry, lunch and dinner both days. It includes all your beer, wine, and Tour Junkie signature cocktails. We're going to party both nights. That's what your ticket includes if you buy the two-day. But um, I wanted to ask your thoughts on uniform. Producer Sam and I were talking about uniform for my team and your team. And I'm curious what your plan is as the captain of Team Pat, obviously, what, what you'd like to do, what you're planning on doing for uniforms, what you've told your team so far. Because I know you're communicating with your team in the background, as am I. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I will say this. Um, I'm waiting for the team to shape up a little more before I really get, you know, granular here and like set up like a group team message or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But well, first off, you know, I I feel like if you if you if you look sharp, you feel sharp, you play sharp. Okay, DB. Okay. So if you're if you're looking like if you're looking like a ragamuffin out there. If you're if you're wearing flowery looking shirts with leopards on them, oh, like somebody fired. like some like shots somebody fired. I know, I mean people aren't really going to take you all that serious. They're going to kind of be like, you know, maybe they want to be underestimated a little bit then. Yeah, and then they get their ass kicked. Oh, okay. Um, so we're going to look sharp. We're going to have we're going to be we're going to have a probably a blue shirt maybe, <laughs> but I've been wearing darker colors lately as as you can see mm. i'm wearing black tonight i actually would like to be to be honest now this is popping in my head gary player-esque all black all black wow that would be a very big change up for you with like a you know a golby logo uh-huh you know just a good golby logo but um we we're probably gonna have a patch on the left sleeve, because I'm left-handed, with our team motto, which we're going to come up with, mm-hmm. and it's going to be it's going to be subtle. It's not going to be like like a huge patch, mm-hmm. but so that's what I'm envisioning is is dark colors, maybe not black, dark colors, Golby logo, team motto on the left shoulder on a patch. Wow, I mean, who's going to execute on all that for you? We'll see if that gets done. That's interesting. Um, 
I have people. I'm sure I have crazy people Marcus on the team. Will be involved I have in that. people on the team. I see your boy Dylan G's in the chat. He's he's ready to go. He's wanting white belts and all that to get in my head. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Okay, interesting to know. Uh, interesting to know what you got planned. Um, it's gonna be a good time. I'm pumped about it. Let's move on oh, though, Pat. Geez, Sam, the the gain was where it was when I started, and you, then you told me to turn it up. Well, when you test your mic, you don't yell like you do when you're on here, and then you start yelling. Okay. So, All right. um, anyway. Uh, as always, we are presented to you by our friends at Covers. Covers.com is where winning starts. Get all the free analysis, get the free tools, all the betting tools you could ever ask for. A forum with over 500,000 members. They've been doing it for 25 years. They serve over 20 million sports bettors annually, and it's the only place you can find our exclusive head-to-head betting article with some head-to-head bet matchups we like, some top 20s we like, maybe a prop better so. Uh, that is dropped every Tuesday afternoon on Covers.com. You can get it all for free. So check it out, Covers.com, where winning starts. Appreciate it, Covers. Let's look at the top of the board of this horrendous, horrendous field that we have here, Pat. Um, I mean, this is just... Now, Now you know, the Mexico Open, I'm excited about it. You know, it is a new event, right? I mean, we, it's, it's nice to see something different, I guess. Uh, we have been getting some early reports from a couple caddies walking the, the grounds uh, today. And I will say this, uh, Pat, I haven't even had a chance to show them to you because I've, we've been so busy. Um, I, the place looks like freaking like resort course, coastal Augusta National. The, yeah, I've heard it's pretty mint. The it's conditions a- are mint. I mean, the grass looks perfect out there um so very i mean it looks like a very well conditioned golf course for sure but you know i did i did do a little course breakdown video on youtube dropped it on the podcast feed as well and gave the folks a little bit of intel on what we could find on this golf course but it does appear to be a bomber's paradise so far pretty early on in our discovery of this course and i'm sure we'll have some press conferences with players giving their feedback and thoughts but it does look to be a bomber's paradise super wide fairways very minimal rough, resort-style golf, um, not a lot of trees out there. You just avoid the water on maybe five to six, seven holes, uh, you know, and then you're, you're good. The, the greens was one thing I wanted to ask about, and our, our caddy friend did send us some pictures, uh, the yardage book, pictures of the course today, and said, yes, the greens are pretty big. They're not small greens, which I think, again, lends to just bomb and gouge. Uh, I'm not really doing a whole lot outside of ball striking here. Um, it's Paspalum from T to Green. I guess you need to know that. Check the weather. Make sure you, you, you monitor the wind situation. Could have a, a weather thing going on. Who knows? It is coastal. So you're going to want to check that. But other than that, man, you know, I think your winning score is going to touch 20 under. And you're just be on the lookout for bombers, ball strikers. Uh, I'm really leaning heavy on longer hitters. And I think you're, they're going to have some long approaches into these holes. These, there's some really long par fours here, a couple long par fives. There's a short, like one short drivable par four and maybe one gettable par four for the, or par five for the field. But other than that, man, there's some long holes out there. Um, any thoughts for you on, on the course? Yeah, I mean, I think when I looked at it, to be honest, uh, most of what I looked at was your course breakdown on YouTube because oh, I didn't you, really buddy. get the chance to uh, look at anything else. Um, and, you know, again, it's a new course. So I think you can, you know, I almost don't want to get too involved with this course as far as like what I think is going to happen because yeah. there's just, we don't really know. I mean, we don't, we haven't seen anybody play this course in a tournament. 
So for me, it's like you got to look at the basics. And maybe that's a good thing that we can kind of get back to the basics a little bit after we've really been grinding at, you know, the heritage and the masters for sure, not necessarily last week. And just kind of go with, you know, strokes gained off the tee approach, driving distance for sure, because it's, you know, like you said, wide fairways. I'm not going to get too involved with the putting stats on Pasquale and Greens and, you know, whatever. You may look at it, but I don't, I don't think I would get no. too, too involved in that. Um, so for me, it's just I want to go with the guys that are, you know, fit those boxes. They're in, they've got some form. And that's really about it. I mean, I don't really yeah. have like yeah. a huge, like, sophisticated model this week and i don't think you should you know yeah what's crazy is john rom i it looks like based on what i'm seeing now it looks like john rom may have been bet down on DraftKings at least from like four and a half or five to one which he opened at he's now three and a half to one or it could have been the daniel Berger withdrawal that may, that may have been what happened um but he's now three and a half to one and then it jumps from on DraftKings at least, it jumps from three and a half to one to twenty to one for Abe Answer, Gary Woodland, Cameron Tringali, and Kevin Na at twenty to one. Um kind of wild. And 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 obviously like like DFS, I think the very first decision anybody's gonna make this week is is are we playing John Rom or are we not? Because I you know, that's kind of the play. I am definitely on team absolutely not. I am not playing John Rahm at three and a half to one. I said this on the live reaction show today. I mean, if John Rahm hasn't indicated at all this year that he was going to win a golf tournament. Now, do I think John Rahm will win a golf tournament before the year's over? Of course, probably. Yeah. I mean, he's a great player. He's number three player in the world. He was just recently number one before a couple of weeks ago. He's, you know, sure. But he hasn't really given any indication of that so far. He is obviously the head and shoulders class of this field. But at three and a half to one, if I miss that, if, I, if he wins and I miss it, cool. I can go. Yeah. Are you going to be upset? No. I can go to like, I, I can go to prize picks or, and do like a two-way power play and get three and a half to one or three to one. You know, like you can bet, you can bet a couple of NBA games and make that back. You can easily. bet that all week. Easily. Like, yeah, this is not like a regular week on tour where the favorites, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14 to 1. It's not the same week. So I am not sweating missing on John Rahm whatsoever. Um, but, in, you know, in an event like this with so much variance, a new golf course uh, for everybody to learn and a birdie fest, it is not smart, I think, to bet John Rahm in this field. What are you, I'm, I'm assuming you agree. No, I agree. It's, it's okay. I don't get any, you know, what what kind of excitement are you getting out of that anyway? Yeah. And like you said, you actually put it perfectly. Like, sometimes if I if a favorite wins and they're like 8, 9, 10 to 1, yeah. I feel a little like, yeah. eh, wish I would have thrown a little bit on that. This, I don't really care. Like, if he wins, it's going to be like, okay, whatever. Right. I didn't, I didn't put anything. So what? Right. Um, now... You know, normally in our ranges, we kind of start in this up to 25 to 1 range. Uh, I have no one. I'm not playing. I'm not. At le- at, now, there's a name in here that I'm betting. Actually, maybe a couple I would consider. Um, but not at 25 to 1. There's a, better, there's a better number elsewhere. Is there anyone in here that their best number is at 25 to 1 that you're willing to fire on in this thing? Well, yeah. Uh, unless you... you- because I feel like we might be thinking about the same person, but there might be a better number. But I, 
Tony Finau at twenty five to one was was um that's not who I was talking about, but I, I will say I think that's a I think I play you play Finau at twenty five to one. I mean, look, yeah. his only like other real tour event win was on a course well, well not no, he won he won last year the Northern Trust. Oh, that's right. He won the Northern Trust. But you know what I mean. For Before a long that, time, his only win was Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, on Passbone, I believe. Um, but he's still been playing better. Like, Finau had a long stretch where it felt like he just wasn't doing anything good at all. But you look at his last two events, T35 at the Masters, T29 at, at Valero. Um, you know, he certainly is, is going to check some boxes here for you when you're looking at strokes gained off the tee approach. You know, hits it plenty long off the tee. You know, he's 14th in the field in opportunities gained, so he's given himself some birdie looks. So I think at 25 to one, Finau. Make, now, if you can get a better number than that, then then go with that. But I think he he makes some sense there, and that's about the only other bet that I would make. Yeah, that's the best number I see. And you know, I I will say when I was when I was doing the live reaction show this morning, I did not I did not get, really get excited about Finau, but. The more I started looking at it, the more I started thinking about it, the more I can kind of come around on it. Um, I mean, think about this field, too. This is not, I mean, despite the fact what your thoughts may be on Tony Finau with betting him or playing him or whatever else, yeah, it's, this, is, this is a different, you know, set of, set of circumstances. Yeah. Than, like if we're talking about a normal PGA Tour event, it just really is. Yeah, and I, what I saw is I started looking at him on a detailed breakdown of his strokes gain summary on Fantasy National, and I started seeing, like, lately, he's especially in 2022, he's really struggled around the green, which is normally, if you look at his long-term form around the greens, normally a place where he, he gains strokes. Uh, he's, he's really struggled around the greens. His irons have continued to be strong. His off-the-tee play continued to be strong. His putting not been great, but his putting's never really been all that great. So, and and off the, or scrambling around the green is definitely something that I am not putting any thought into here. One one of the other things our our caddy friend told us today is, um, is that uh, they're not really a lot of runoffs or like really tough collection areas or anything around these greens so far that he'd seen, uh, and they're big greens. So like, I mean, if you're and plus like with all this. All the, the birdie fest I think this may be, unless wind becomes a big factor, you don't want somebody that's relying on that. So so I think from T to green, he's interesting to me. And and we know that bad putters win on pass palum. Victor Hovland won on pass palum. Tony Finau won off of pass palum, you know, years ago. So I, I don't know. I, I think he is in play at twenty five to one. And I came around on him after digging in and looking a little deeper after the first look show. All right, so let's move on to the next the next tier. Um, in this mid-range, there's definitely these next two ranges. Because I will say this, like even though it's long shot season here and we could get a nice long shot winner, the very, like the bombs, I'm not, in, I'm not, I don't have a lot of guys. The like bombs, that. you're right. They it's don't. It's tough. Yes. Because it's so bad. I know. <laughs> so the middle two, these middle two ranges, like from, from longer than 25 to one up to that 125, 130 number is really something that, that's interesting to me. But let, let me give you the name that I was thinking about. That's that's twenty to one on DraftKings, and I, I, I think I know. I think I know. Well, if if anybody watched the the first look show, you're gonna you're gonna. I didn't know. watch that. So. Um, <laughs> who who's the name then? I'm thinking you're gonna say Gary Woodland. No. Damn. Okay. Well, he's one of mine. 
It's uh, it's Tringali. Mm. He's thirty-seven to one on Fanduel, and I think Fanduel's just like teasing me a little bit because it feels like such a value on DraftKings versus DraftKings at twenty to one. He's twenty-eight to one on MGM, thirty to one on points bet, thirty-seven to one on Fanduel, and I just, I mean, listen, Cameron Tringali is capable of winning on the PGA Tour. He just is. I know he's burned people a lot. He's burned me, all right? But he is a ball striker, and I just, I'm just believing that it's gonna, it, can, it can happen for Cameron Tringali, a.k.a. Catalina, for those of you in the nut hut. So um, I, I think 37-1 to 1 is interesting. I'm not saying that he's going to make my final card, but it's interesting. Pat, what are you doing? Will you just stop? Get out of Sorry. the chat. Pay attention. Be I on the effing show. I'm paying God attention to you. No, I'm just not. promoting prospects. I'm promoting my t-shirt. Well, that's not what we're doing right now. Right now, we're talking about picks. Oh, okay. Let's get into the picks. Jeez. You have the attention span of like a six-year-old. I don't think Cameron Trincali can win. I really don't. You said the same thing about Luke List. Well, so maybe that's a good thing. I'm saying this for you. I'm doing well, this for you, DB. Okay, well, thank you. Well, who else yeah. do you like in this range as we start? Well, I already mentioned one of them in Gary Woodland. Um, I think Gary Woodland at 28 to 1 is somebody that, uh, you know, we can, we can get behind here. I mean, where obviously. Is he, where is he 28 to 1? I think he's gotten shorter. He's been bad down. Has he? He was 28 to 1 on points bet when I was looking at it earlier today. I don't have it up in front of me right now. Now he is twenty to one on points, but his longest number now is twenty four to one. Okay. Well, hmm. I don't know if I like that quite as much. I, it's tough to pull a trigger on anybody shorter than. But 30. Woodland has has been playing better this year. I mean, he had that T twenty one at the Valspar, T eight at, at at Valero, missed the cut at the Masters. But I don't think I don't think Augusta National is a great course for him. Um, he has a terrible record there. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um, another guy that I think you could look at is Sebastian Munoz. He's there at 33 to one. Um, you know, we haven't seen him really since the players, um, where he finished T 33. Um, but he's another guy. He's number two in the field and strokes gained off the T top 10 in approach. Um, you know, about where like a guy like Finau is in driving distance in the, in the top 50. Um, he's sixth in opportunities gained. And he is also top 10 in birdie or better percentage. These guys are going to have to score this week. I think Sebastian Munoz um, at 33 to 1 is a good pick. I did have Tringali as well. And I've got two of You did have Tringali and you just just said, I don't think he can win? Yeah. I don't know why I wrote down. Maybe I was. Well, then you also just said it. So, like, not only did you write it down, then you read it and said it. So you like yeah, Tringali? Forget, forget what I just said. Forget what I just said. Are you even paying attention to your own self? I'm not even paying attention to my own self. Yeah. Maybe I wrote down Tringali because that was one, one of your plays. That's what it was. No, I you wrote down you Tringali. weren't writing him down because it was me. You weren't even paying attention. You were no, I wrote down Tringali because you bet, you bet Tringali earlier today, and I wrote down what DB's bets were. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. What was my other bet then if you wrote it down? You bet. Um, who was your other bet? You wrote it down. It's right there. Look. No, but I didn't write it down in this range. 
It oh, you bet Aaron Wise because I thought Aaron Wise was idiot. I didn't like. You Aaron thought Wise. he was idiot. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was an idiot. <laughs> Aaron Wise is idiot. Uh, why is that funny? All right, well, Aaron Wise was forty to one when I laid that bet down, and that was after the first uh, look show, which is a good reason why people should check out the first look show. I go through and I make clicks, and I say, "Hey, I think this number's gonna get shorter." If you want to hit it, hit it. And I hit it at 40 to 1. And now he's gone down to 32 to 1 on FanDuel, which I don't think yeah. I can do that. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I can. I, hell, I, who cares? I mean, yeah, I'll do it. I, I still like Aaron Wise. I also like Chris Kirk at 35 to 1. Um, and I was a little surprised. Like, Kirk's distance isn't terrible here. Uh, like, I looked at some of his driving distance numbers. It's not as bad as I thought it was. He's, a, you know, he's, pretty much, he's a very much short knocker. But his opportunities gained, strokes gained, approach numbers, um, very good. The putting is obviously, you know, typically pretty good for him. Um, sometimes struggles a little bit long, uh, short in the short term, he struggles with touch. But I like Kirk at 35 to 1. Um, I like your Munoz play. I think the better values, though, in this range up to 75 to 1 are two names. One is Matt Jones, the Aussie at 65 to 1 on DraftKings. Uh, Hits it a long way. Great wind player if that kicks up. Um, you know, decent, decent long-term putter. Short-term, not been great. Irons have been okay. But he's got, you know, I don't know. It just feels like kind of a Matt Jones kind of week. I like him at 65-1, to 1, but my favorite play in this range at 70-1 to 1 is Lanto Griffin because you know I can't stop on Lanto Griffin. The boy just gets me going. His opportunities gained. He's 10th in the field. Strokes can approach 15th in the field. Uh, great long iron player. The putter is usually pretty hot. It hadn't been great lately, but long term, very good putter. Um, so Lanto at 70 to 1 feels like something I want to do, even though I know, I know that the finishes haven't been great here lately, but uh, I think he's, he's hitting it. He's hitting it fine. He just really sucked either around the greens or with the putter. So I'm in on Lanto. Uh, at 70. And then what are we doing with Camp Champ? I've seen a lot of people ask about Camp Champ. He's been bet down now to 60 to 1. I think he opened at 80. And then he went to 70. Now he's at 60. That's the longest number you have for him on DraftKings. FanDuel has him at 36 to 1, which is kind of interesting here. Obviously, Camp Champ's the longest hitter on the PGA Tour. I counted him out at Augusta, even though I knew that that length would go somewhere at Augusta and then turn around and he played well at Augusta. Uh, the last time he won, which was less than a year ago, less than a year ago, Camp Champ won. Uh, he he had a horrible he had horrible form going, and then he finished like eleventh the week before he won, and then he won. Uh, the was it what he won the three M or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and so here he is now. We haven't seen him since the Masters, where he finished tenth, and then he comes to a course where he can just absolutely pummel the golf ball. I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting to me. It's sixty to one. It's starting to get in that that no go zone. But again, if you watch the first look show, I brought him up. He was seventy or eighty to one on that show. Like I think that's a reason why we kind of need to jump on some of these numbers and names that you know are going to be popular. Know are going to make some people kind of raise an eyebrow. You need to get on them. Some of those guys. Sometimes you got to get on early. If you wait, you get you get short numbers. So I don't know. What do you think? Anybody else in that range? And what do you think of those guys? Well, a lot of your talking right there um, just Whenever took, up, took up what I was going to say because I, I do like Cam Champ. He is, he's, 
He's on the sheet here. It's Adam at 70 to one, but I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's been bet down to 60 to one. It's all what I was going to say is it's all over the place with him because he's he's as short as, you know, you know, I think you said 36 to one on FanDuel. So I, I like him, though. I like Champ this week. I mean, you know, the Masters, I never thought that the top 10, I was shocked that he had the top 10 there. So he's back in that tournament next year. Um, yeah, but I think that, um, for me, Cam Champ makes a lot of sense. If you can still get him, you know, tonight or tomorrow at that 60 to one range, I don't know if I would pay much shorter than that, maybe 50 to one, but it's just, this is a good fit for him. And he's a random type golfer that just wins yep. a tournament like this. And he's it, again, we're talking about guys like Cam Champ here because of the way this field is. So I do think that, uh, you know, he can win here. Um, other than that, I don't really, I, you know, Mark Hubbard is another one. He's, he was right around 70 to one. Um, you know, he's been playing well on his starts on the corn Ferry tour, you know, played pretty well last week at the Zurich. So, um, you know, I think that he could be another one that you could, you could fire a little bit on. I, I don't know though. I don't know. The if, length for him worries me a little bit. Yeah. The distance. He is not a yeah. long hitter. Yeah. Um, you know what needs to get long? What's that? Well, I can think. Grant. Of, I think of one thing. What's that? <laughs> okay, just move on. Your your grass needs to get long. Okay, you don't need your grass being all short. You need your grass like like growing. Okay, because if you if it's too short, it it could it could burn out and get oh, ugly. Okay. And, and so things that you need to do to improve your grass. Or by our friends at Sunday, okay, DB Sunday. Yeah, you know it's hard to imagine um, that spring's already here. You know, it so we're hard to we're, imagine. we're gonna we're feeling that soft grass under our feet. You know, and we got to get our lawns back. Okay, you know, right now they're short. We need them to get long. Okay, so we need to be using our Sunday lawn care. And thankfully, Sunday gets your lawn growing and helps to keep it healthy all season long. Okay. Now, you may be worried about all the chemicals you're using to keep your yard looking its best and blah, 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 you know, but, you know, I don't, I don't like that sentence. Anyway, <laughs> Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals, okay? They got custom plans, in, including fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn. And with the ingredients like seaweed, iron, oh, yeah. molasses, you can feel good with kids and pets being around. A lot of natural things going in there, okay? Oh, yeah. If you can't feel good with your kid being around some seaweed, how, how can you feel good? Yeah, you need, you need to feel good about your pets and your animals and, and, your, and, your, and your peoples being on the lawn, okay? So all you have to do is visit GetSunday.com, put in your address, and their lawn analysis tool does the rest. They then use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it. Let me tell you, I got one a couple of weeks ago. I spread it on my lawn this past weekend. It's so easy to do. They give you these little sprayer things that just pop into the, the solution. You hook it up to your hose yeah. and you just spray it on your lawn. It's so easy. Yeah. Um, they got this dandelion st stuff. Because you don't want dandelions in your grass. So they yeah. got some stuff that attacks that. So you just attach that ready-to-use pouch to the garden hood and spray. And it takes less than 15 minutes, okay? And the stuff really works, DB. I'm telling you, I've been using it for almost a year now. My grass is looking better than it ever has, okay? Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off 
full season full season plans start at just $129 and you can get 20% off at checkout when you get you visit getsunday.com slash junkie. Okay. There we go. That's that's twenty percent off your custom plan. Getsunday.com slash junkie. Well done, Pat. Well done. You know, Pat Ad reads for the win. Check them out, y'all. You know, check out those people that support the Tour Junkie podcast. Sunday, yeah. Sunday's been supporting us like all year. So, um, they're good. good. They're good. good they, it, it really worked. I'm telling you, good yeah. stuff. Um, all right, let's let's work it down to the next range here. I, I don't have anybody else in there that I'm kind of looking. I mean, like I said, Lonto Griffin's probably one of my favorite plays in terms of a value. Uh, you know, those guys in that 30 range, I don't know. Like, we're going to have to narrow that down before. I don't feel like I want to bet all of them. Like, I think we're going to have to narrow that down a little bit before, you know, before weekend. Champ is, start, is you know, I'm glad I got him at, at 70 or whatever. Wise, I got already got at 40. Um, all right, let's move down. So, in this range, up to 130 to 1, starting to get that long shot, that long shot range, I got three, I got three guys. And that's it. And I probably don't even have all three. I probably won't even bet all three. But my boy Thigala right there, 80 to 1. Here's, here's your numbers. 80 to 1. You got uh, Thigala. I'll go ahead and, and I'll go ahead and hit it. Lipsky at 100 to 1. And Smotherman, he's actually at one. He's 110 to 1 on DraftKings. He's 125 to 1 on BetMGM. So you got some values there for those guys. But um, I, I, I like Thigala. I'm, I'm back on the Thigala train. Hits it a long way. Got him a little rest after, you know, after playing all the golf he plays. He plays a lot of golf. He's like, he's like Sung Jay right now. So I definitely think Deagle is worth a look at 80 to 1. Lipsky at 100 to 1. I'm telling you what, Lipsky is going to win. Lipsky's going to win a golf tournament on the PGA Tour in the next 12 months or so. I'm calling it. It's kind of weird, but I, and he's going to He's going to win a weird event. All right. He's, it's just going to happen. Um, at the Zurich, at the Zurich, him and Aaron Rye teamed up. And Lipsky, if you look at the, uh, the, foursomes, uh, the foursomes days, round one and three, I believe, he led, the, he led his squad with Aaron Rye in birdie or better and eagle. He had nine birdies and one eagle in those two rounds to kind of carry that team. I think they finished fourth or something, or top ten or something at the Zurich. So playing well with Aaron Rye, 100 to one on Lipsky. And he's a, he's a winner, a multiple winner on the Corn Ferry Tour, European Tour, other worldwide tours. The guy can win. I like it. And then Austin Smotherman at 125 on MGM. The guy's checking a lot of boxes right now from a ball striking standpoint. He did the same thing on the Corn Ferry Tour. If you look at his, what he's done so far in his PGA Tour career, it looks a lot like what he did on the Corn Ferry Tour. Hits it long enough. Uh, hits a lot of greens in regulation. All going to come down to the flat stick for him. He's not a good scrambler, but again, I don't think that matters here this week. I don't think you should really count it this week. And then the putter thing is questionable. So I think Smotherman at 125 to 1 on MGM is, is something I would look at. I do think that one and possibly The God could get bet down. I know those are two popular names circling around on Twitter and, and other things right now. So check it out. All right. Well, I'm going to give you two here, and one of them you've already said. So Thigalo was one yeah. of mine. At, at, uh, at, That's at, what I'm saying. I think he's going to be popular. I think a lot of people He's going to be like popular, that. but I still think you. Doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter here. But I'm saying, like, like, I'm surprised he's actually. I'm surprised his line hasn't moved because he was 80 to one this morning when I did that show. Like, it's surprising to me that he, that he's, he stayed there. But like, I don't know. Some of these other guys have gotten shorter. I don't know. Anyway, yes. So we agree on Thigla. Um, 
Yeah, I like Tigula. And and how I gotta talk about Wyndham Clark. I mean, I think oh, we, got, we we gotta look at Wyndham Clark at a hundred to one. You gotta sing the song. Um, you know, he did play decent. I'm not I'm not gonna sing a song, but he did play decent last week. He has made three straight cuts. Um, oh, wow. He is the second longest player in the field if you're looking at the stats behind Cameron Champ. So very long off the tee. Um, he knows you know, how I, to get long like grass. He he knows how to get long. And that's the thing is, is um, but it's not just that. It's that he actually has been playing well lately, you know, for him. You know, making he, cuts. And when I talk about making cuts, this does not count, you know, the the, Zurich, the team event. I mean, I'm talking about. Well, he did make know, the cut at the team event, didn't he? Well, he did. But what I'm saying is, you know, I'm kind of throwing that out. He did. He made the cut. Yes. Well, I want to see but what he did on those other days. He played with Tringali. He played with Catalina. Yeah, and they what they finished top ten. Yeah, they finished T ten. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at what. But he's 35th in RBC Heritage, which is not really a course that you think he he would play well on at all. So, right. what does that tell you that maybe he's he's learning to you know play a different way? He was T 71 at Valero, but then at uh, at the Corrales he was T 22. So I think Wyndham Clark at 100 to one, if we can still get that number. Uh, makes a lot of sense here in this in this range. I could be talked into Clark a little bit at 100 to one. I mean, I, I would hate to miss the Wyndham Clark hit, and this does seem like a Wyndham Clark type deal. I was looking at his performance. Sam, record that. I, I or was, no, put or just go ahead, put the bet down, Sam. Come on. I was uh, <laughs> write I, it down. I was I was looking at his performance at the Zurich rounds one and three when you can see kind of the scores and what happened. Uh, Tringali looks like he may have out carried. Wyndham a little bit but not by much he still had eight birdies in rounds one and three to help out the team a little bit so he's doing something uh rounds one and three at the Zurich so I mean I could kind of get down with that is that all you have in this range that's all I have in this range. yeah I mean there's just not and then like these bombs over 130 to one I just don't I mean these are these are some squeezy mf you know what I mean I mean just did I say squeezy I meant que- I meant queasy I've never heard squeezy but maybe they are squeezy some of these guys might be I mean I think uh well, I don't know. No, maybe not. They're not squeezy, but they're they're queasy. You know, I feel real queasy. Uh sure, Sam. No. But yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, oh God. <laughs> Distractions. Um Svensson at one fifty to one. I'm looking at checking a lot of a lot of boxes from a ball striking mm-hmm. standpoint. Adam Svensson. And then Seifert at 150 to 1 on DraftKings and BetMGM. Svensson's best numbers on DraftKings, too, by the way. I like that. And I'm always a sucker for a triple digit. Okay, if it's triple digits, which normally it is for this guy, triple digit, random, random AF event, which this is, um, birdie fest, which this is, wide open fairways, bombs away, rip it, you know, let's go, which this is. Danny Lee at 150 to one is usually a guy that that I just is kind of a it's just a guy I don't know I have some sort of attachment I have some sort of attachment to Danny Lee um, but I, I do think of a lot of guys here in the 150 to one range at least this is a guy who's you know he's done something on the PGA Tour before it's been a long time but he's he's done it has he ever won actually I feel like he's won mm-hmm. yeah he's won he has he won you once know, or twice. There is so many names in this range, so many, and yes. yet you mention, and I have two written down, and you mention one of the guys that I have written down, which is Danny Lee. 
Really? Because I just feel like this could be a tournament that Danny Lee would just win out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. He won the Greenbrier in 2015. Yeah. He won it when, when Kiz was in a playoff yes. with him. Yes. That's right. You know what else, though? He's got... Look at Danny Lee's... Look at Danny Lee's uh, PJ Tour career. He's got a lot of, like, top fives, man. Uh, Runner-up at the 2018 OHL Mayakoba with Postal Course. Not, not quite the same as this in terms of length. Um, uh, but he just has like these random events where he just he'll top five or he'll you know he'll contend. He got a bunch of runner ups. Runner up at Bermuda back in October. There you go. Yeah, that's something. Um, and then finish that up with a seventh at Mayakoba. Another another good finish at Mayakoba. So I don't know. I, th- I feel like Danny Lee at one fifty to one is just something we do. Yeah, another guy that I think that you look at in this range at one hundred and sixty to one is Peter Uline. I mean, he is a guy that is. Um, you know, he's made his last couple cuts on tour. He's been playing well on the Corn Ferry Tour in the starts that he has there. He's very long off the tee. I mean, he's he's top 15 in the field when you look at driving distance. Um, so I think Uline could be a, an interesting play there at 160 to 1. So that's all I got, really. Okay. I mean, Uline, okay. Um, before we get to, like, Prize pick. Well, I guess we don't have any prize picks. Top you don't 20, have any prize picks plays yet. Top so. twenty stuff. Um, I do want to ask this: your favorite sports book that you're that you're using for golf betting? If you could put that in the comments, I would be interested to know where people are going to sh- to get these lines. Uh, obviously, we we usually recommend you shop lines, but where's your favorite book for whatever reason? If you got a unique reason, you know that would be interesting to know too on YouTube. A lot of times in these YouTube comments, we're doing some research, right? We're trying to help you out, so help us help you you know what i mean leave a comment favorite sports book if you don't if you can't bet on one right now then just put a comment something else any literally anything put the name of your dog put the or your pet any pet put that in there um thumbs up like the video subscribe to the channel if you've not already that helps us out that helps us out that's my pennsylvania helps us out um all right pat we've we've thrown out some names here we obviously we've got you know this is an incredible field, really incredible for oh, it's amazing for great reasons. Um, yes. But our favorite outrights, the the numbers we think you need to get on right now, and some top twenty bets presented to you by Covers, winning starts at Covers. Let's get on it. My favorite outrights here um, are probably Matt Jones is sixty five to one, Lanto Griffin at seventy to one, Sahith Eagle at eighty to one. And I'll go Smotherman at 125 to 1 on MGM. I just think those numbers are values compared to where they fall and other names around them. Win equity, I guess. Uh, obviously, Smotherman and Thiegel are, are rookies. We haven't seen them, you know, come close. Well, we've seen Thiegel come close. Smotherman's been hot right now. So if the putters can get going for those boys, it could happen. Uh, so I like those guys outright. Who are your outright okay. bets? All right, my favorites. I'll go with Tony Finau at twenty-five to one in a field like this. I like him a lot. I will go with I. I would say Woodland, but I don't like that he got shorter. Um, yeah, I'll go with Sebastian Munoz at thirty-three to one. I like that. I like Cameron Champ at seventy to one. Yep, get that now because I think that's going to shorten. And then I'll go with I'm going to go with Wyndham Clark, my boy Wyndham Clark at a hundred to one. I think um, I even may have talked DB into that one a little bit yeah, uh, on the show here. So I'll go with him as an outright as well. This is going to be a key week for 
the nut hut because with a new course like this, and I'm telling you, man, this is the thing that people don't understand. We have a lot of relationships with people out there, coaches, caddies, players, right? And we get a lot of intel. And it doesn't happen every single week, but there are multiple weeks a year where we get a little nugget or two and you, you, it drops in the Caddy Info channel there on the Discord server and it saves you money or it wins you a bunch of money, right? And then it pays for itself, baby. The whole thing pays for itself. It is $90 for the year. I promise there will, it will take one week. That's it. It will just take one week for you to go, yep, th that right there just paid for my membership. That Caddy Info thing or you know, that game theory strategy thing that somebody brought up in there or that really sharp player in there like Kobe who gave me a tip, really did it for me. Yeah. Or the Wednesday night live chat with Pat and DB and AC and Ben if he's got his computer thing turned on. Uh, you know, that right there made my year. I promise you, 90 bucks a year, $10 a month, you will earn it back and it will only take one week. And this could be a week because we've, we're getting a lot of intel this week. We've already confirmed it. It's going to come. And this golf course is new, um, and it's, you know, so we'll have it. So this will be a good week for the Nut Hut. Um, top 20s, Pat. We haven't hit any top 20s. I, I don't really like a lot of the, like, like a couple of weeks ago, we had Matt Naismith at five and a half to one top 20 at RBC, and that felt like the biggest top 20 lock of the century in terms of a bomb. And that was at, like, I think plus 550. I, I don't, I can't get too comfortable with a lot of longer top 20s here even which is still speaks to just how tough this field is right now um i do i do like i do like aaron wise and chris kirk at plus 175 i like lonto at plus 275 and i'll take thigala at three to one other than that i'm all right those are my favorite top no well, i think you know if you're looking at top 20s this week it's just like you you just want you know, to win a little bit of money and, you know, see a positive gain on, on what you're doing and you're in your, it's kind of like slow and steady wins the race. So if you're doing that, you know, I think for sure, Tony Finau at plus 140 and also Sebastian Munoz at plus 140. Uh, I feel like those are two top 20s that I'm, I feel very comfortable with. I, I like Cameron Chan. I like Munoz bet more than Finau there. I don't know. I, I like, like Cameron I like bet. Sorry. I like Cameron Champ at plus 250. I think that's a good one as well. Um, you know, I mentioned Mark Hubbard as an outright. If you don't think he, he's going to win, then bet him at plus 275. I think that's a, you know, a very reasonable bet for a guy that, you know, has been uh, playing pretty solid all year. If you're not following Hubbard, he, it's because he's like, he's kind of in a weird status right now. So he's playing on the Corn Ferry and, and the uh, regular tour. He also, and, what did he just do at, uh, he finished 14th with Ryan Brim, which, Honestly, yeah. it's saying something. Like, that's saying something. But I did look at his performance at the Zurich as well. Uh, he had eight birdies and an eagle on rounds one and three for the, for the foursomes group. Um, or, sorry, sorry, four ball, not foursomes. Four yeah. Ball. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, I mean, made birdie, you know, made some birdies and eagles last week. And so here's my last one that I'm going to give. And I can't even believe this guy's name is touching the tongue going out of the lips of my mouth because I don't, I feel like this is, so I used to say that Luke List was never going to win anybody any money. 
This guy may never win anybody any money. This is but what I'm, this field does to people. This is but what I'm it does still going to gonna talk about him. Because if you look at the odds for outrights for this guy, it's crazy. I think I saw 80 to 1, 90 to 1, and I think I saw 30 to 1. I'm not kidding. What? Patrick Rogers. Oh, F no. I is, he I know, is man. plus 450 as a top 20. I'm telling you, his the numbers for him are all over the freaking flash. They but are Pat- man, and he- but Patrick Rogers. Let me. I gotta find his outright because they're as is his form all, always all over the place. Like I can. Okay, here Patrick Rogers. Holy crap, he's one fifty. Oh, one fifty no, to one on DK, but he's sixty five to one on Fanduel. Eighty to one on points bet. Ninety to one on MGM. He's all over the place. What's his top? Uh, well, so at top twenty, he's plus four fifty. I'm going to feel like I'm missing out if for some reason he finishes up there and I want to win some money on him, then I'm going to bet him in the top 20 because I don't think he's going to win. You're right, dude. If there's a guy that's been on tour for a minute and never won anybody any money, it is Patrick Rogers now. The, the mantle has been passed to him. Yeah. Um, golly, this field is like, it's tough. It's, all right, well. That's that's our favorite picks, early leans, some top 20 bets presented by Covers, winning starts at Covers.com. And, Pat, we don't have any uh, we don't have any prize picks up right now. No prize picks. Not yet. I bet we will tomorrow. You know, they're, they're kind of. I guess it's Mexico Open. Then they're... I am planning to do the Fantasy Golf Sommelier, though, tomorrow night. Good. It's the Mexico Open. I'm going to try to do something special. Maybe I'll drink some sangria. I don't know. We'll you should, something. in honor of me, you should make my famous Paloma. That's my go-to drink. Uh All right, that's it for us. Remember, get in the comments. Tell us your favorite sports book, why. We're going to do the DFS show, um, and let's get it, folks. Let's bend over your bookie this week, all right? And we'll see you in the DFS streets and on that podcast, all right? See you!